is everybody in is everybody in the podcast is about to begin graveyard grumbler podcast hello everyone welcome to episode 46 of the graveyard grumbler podcast i am your host tino romero jr aka the graveyard grumbler today's episode is you know we're going to continue on the origins of of these fucked up disney movies and nursery rhymes although i didn't do any nursery rhymes just of yet i planned on doing one today however i had a fan request from my 15 year old to do the original origins of the cinderella movie they always keep her hopping. She'd go around in circles till she's very, very busy. Still they holler. Keep up busy, Cinderella. This entire time, I imagined Cinderella's origins as exactly what was presented to me in their Disney movie. So, you know, you, you, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, well, yeah, I can do the origins of Cinderella. No problem. However... What, what is there going to be? Okay, there's a pumpkin, there's bippity-boppity-booze, and then there's, you know, happily ever after. Well, to my surprise, and hopefully to the surprise of a lot of other people, that it is not as copacetic as everyone thinks it is. And, you know, and what's crazy is that, you know, let, let's, let's just get in the show. Let's just get in the show because the more I talk about it, the less you're going to know about it. So <laughs> so what what is the beginning? So Di- obviously Disney didn't invent Cinderella, which I was under the impression that they were. Her story is at least 200 years old. And the original 1950s movie was based off of the French story. Now, Disney created their version in 1950, which is, you know, the movie we all know and love. Well, most of us. I actually don't really like Cinderella. I thought Cinderella was pretty annoying. Not not her herself, but it just the entire movie was kind of annoying with those goddamn little rats. And, and it was just it was just an annoying story. But, you know, when I started looking up all the origins and started checking things out, I was shocked that Cinderella was, in fact, the original story was she was Greek. So a Greek courtsman named Rod- Rodopis. Now, you know, this is going to be an advanced uh, discretion or an apology. I, I'm going to probably fuck up a lot of names in here because I don't know how to pronounce them. Although I did check them out on, you know, how to pronounce them in Google and YouTube. I, I can't remember how to, how they're pronounced. So I will do my best and I apologize to anyone of the descents of the culture that I am trying to pronounce their names. I deeply apologize. I don't mean to, you know, fuck up the names completely, but I will do my best not to fuck them up. So. The first Cinderella was Greek. A Greek courtsman named Rhodopis has one of her shoes stolen by an eagle who flies it all the way across the Mediterranean and drops it in the lap of an Egyptian king. Taking the shoe, t- taking the shoe drop as a sign from the heavens, the king goes on a, gu- on a quest to find owner of the shoe. When he finds Rhodopis, he marries her, lifting her from her lowly status to the throne. And, you know, that was a common theme in, in the multiple stories that I found was that was that all of the Cinderella's that were portrayed or were written about were all rescued from their dismal life of, of you know, their lower society status. So all of them were rescued and married prince and taken out of their hellish life of of poverty, so to speak. Well, not so to speak, but exactly. It doesn't I don't I don't understand what you know what the big deal is, but I mean, that's how it was back in the day. So they just continued making that type of connection throughout time. So another another one of the earliest known Cinderella stories is the ninth century Chinese fairy tale Yi Zan. 
in which a young girl named Yi Zan is granted one wish from magical fish bones, which she uses to create a gown in the hopes of finding a husband. A monarch comes in possession of the shoe and goes on a quest to find the woman whose tiny feet will fit the shoe. Yi Zan's beauty convinces the king to marry her and the mean stepmother is crushed by stones in her cave home. So little things that I kind of shortened up that whole uh, the, the whole story of the of the Chinese Cinderella was that, you know, she she had some uh, she had no fairy godmother. She had uh, one wish from some magical fish bones that she had. Obviously, she wished for a, a gown to attend the ball. Uh, same, you know, type of of. Uh, uh, story that the 1950s version had where you know Yizan ran away she lost her shoe and the monarch found it found you know were able to fit her feet and they lived happily ever after but one thing where the fairy godmother or not the fairy godmother but the stepmother in the Chinese version was that she was crushed by boulders or by stones inside of her own cave home so you know right there the the origins start turning into a more darker side from what the Disney version portrayed of us, portrayed for us, not, not of us, but I mean, think about it. Could you imagine if they would have left the stepmother being crushed by stones inside of the, the 1950s version? Hell, I don't see why not. Because in the, in the little mermaid movie, the, the octopus lady gets stabbed by the fucking boat. So <laughs> why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they allow the stepmother to be crushed by stones? Is it, you know, it's too, too dark, too gruesome. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So when right, right around, I'm not sure exactly when, but it started getting dark when the uh, brothers Grimm, which for anybody who has not collected that book, Brothers Grimm's uh, Dark Tales, I don't know the exact name of it, but just look up Brothers Grimm, Brothers Grimm Fairy Tale Collection. And there is my, there's a whole thick book of just fucked up stories in there. And a lot of them that, that I'm going to be covering are, they, they are from the Brothers Grimm. My, uh, my 15 year old, she actually showed me that book the other day. And I started flipping through it and holy shit, that stuff has some pretty dark ass stories in there that are pretty badass and everyone should check them out, especially if you're into that. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, obviously you're into the dark stuff. So why not just rent the book or, or buy it? Do people still rent books? I guess check out the books, I'm guessing. But they uh, they have some pretty cool stories in there. Not all of them are, are the fairy tales, but some of them are. And, you know, there's a lot that I've never even heard of that are still dark and, and fucked up. So. Uh, Brothers Grimm collected the tale in their famous fairy tale compendium. The story called Ash, Ash and Poodle appear, appeared more than 100 years after Perut's version of the 19th in the 19th century. Ash and Poodle is a much darker tale. Cinderella wishes come not from a fairy godmother, but from a tree growing on the mother on her mother's grave. Her father, instead of being absent, as in the Perutz tale, is willfully ignorant of his daughter's suffering, which and it does. I, I'm not sure if the father is truly ignorant or is so sad that his wife died that he just kind of settles for the treatment of his daughter in order to have, quote, a, you know, love back in his life, marrying the, the new lady. And then having the two fucked up stepsisters and of course, I mean, the, the, step, the stepmother's fucked up too in the life, you know, in his life and just uh, treating her, treating Cinderella like shit. One thing that is consistent throughout the stories is that there is uh, different families that, or different step families that treat Cinderella, you know, quote, the Cinderella 
you know, fucked up in, the, in a bunch of different ways. Now, what I'm wondering is if the person who originally wrote the story, if they suffered something in, in similar fashion, but never told anyone, but instead wrote it in to to open up and kind of cope with that kind of shit, which is, which is weird because... <laughs> You know, kids, cover your ears. This is this is the X-rated version of the podcast right now. So I need you to cover your ears. But Cinderella taught us that they they uh, uh, that stepsisters and stepmothers were completely wicked and and horrible, horrible people. But fast forward now to the you know to the late two thousands you know two thousand I don't know I don't know exactly but up to now two thousand twenty Pornhub. <laughs> Pornhub has taught us that step siblings aren't that bad and are more than willing to bed down with you, which is completely fucking hilarious that they even have that type of genre in porn. But, you know, it's crazy how the times have changed from back in in the original, you know, the original, I guess, creation of step uh, step families where they're known to be horrible, mean and just awful people to to the husband or wives kids but as now as you know as the, as the internet grows and and people's uh, curiosity grows they start making steps uh, step family porn where they're they're nothing but extremely overly nice <laughs> which i think is fucking hilarious but anyway you, you know that, that was my x-rated clip of the of the podcast this week so you know kids uncover your ears you're good so uh, let me see here. Okay, so Cinderella's stepsisters would force her to fashion wooden shoes for herself. Her stepsisters would torture her by dumping lentils into the fireplace ashes, force her to pick them out, clean them, and sort through the good and bad ones. This activity will cause her to be covered in ash and soot, hence the name of Cinderella. You know, for those of you who've never eaten the lentils or... Yeah, I mean, or I've never even seen lentils. Lentils are these little flat saucer type. I don't even know what they are. I don't know if they're uh, legumes or what they are. But if you throw a bunch of those in fucking ashes and you are forced to pick them out or you force someone else to pick them out, you should be 100% dick punched for that because that is the most fucked up thing that you can ever do. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you have to wear wooden shoes. It's pretty fucked up too. But I would rather wear wooden shoes than have to pick through ash for some fucking lentils and separate them. That is that is beyond fucked up. For me personally, that would cause me to wake up in the middle of the night while my step-siblings are asleep and just straight throat punch them in the, in, in the neck just because they're, they made me pick out lentils from the, from the ash. I don't, I don't understand what, what, what they think in their head if you know, that's perfectly okay or for whatever, whatever the situation may call. That's just, that's just wrong. That takes, it takes a long time to sort through lentils when you just put them on the counter. I, I could not imagine digging through goddamn ash just to, just to uh, find and sort through this shit. That, that's ridiculous. So. Uh, Cinderella's father goes on a journey and asks his daughters what they want when he comes back. The stepdaughters, of course, ask for jewels and the finest clothes. Cinderella simply asks for the first twig that brushes against his hat on the way home. The hazel twig that he brings back is planted by Cinderella at her mother's grave, watered by her tears. The tree grows and acts as a magical conduit from her mother to help Cinderella. 
you know, when I read this, I, I kind of chuckled because number one, who the fuck asks for a goddamn twig that brushes against his hat on the way home? You know how how difficult or how annoying that would have been to try to keep a damn twig on his wagon or on his horse the entire time back from wherever he was coming just to give it to Cinderella? You know, you couldn't ask for like, bring me a fox, find me a raccoon. You know, if you find a piece of uh, bread that's not in our village, you know, bring me back another piece of bread or something, a goddamn book. But a, a twig, a fucking twig. Come on now. That's that's way out there. But the thing that made me chuckle even more was that this little twig. Now, you know, we, we have our different ideas of a twig, but my idea of a twig is probably, you know, as as, as wide and long as my hand, but super skinny, thin you know, very fragile. So he had to ride home with this twig inside, whatever he, wherever he had it. And miraculously it didn't, it didn't break, but fine. Okay. Whatever. But the thing that made me laugh was that Cinderella planted it at her mother's, at her, at her mother's gravesite. And how many fucking tears did she have to shed for that shit to grow into a goddamn tree? Because, you know, in the story, it says that it was it was watered by her tears and grew into a tree that acted as a magical conduit from her mother to Cinderella. How much goddamn tears did she cry or did she let out a day in order to grow a twig, a fucking twig into a big ass tree? Now, you know, I, I'm, I'm I understand that she was in a really horrible situation and I understand that. A lot of things transpired to where her life was really fucked up. But goddamn, <laughs> how many tears must have been shed in order for her to grow or to water a full-blown, healthy-ass tree? <laughs> that oh my gosh, that's crazy. So when did the gore start? When 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 did all this happen? And when did the gore really start taking place to make this story land on the Grumbler podcast? Well we're going to start. Uh, let me see. Uh, the ball is announced and Cinderella begs permission or permission to attend. The stepmother laughs and dumps a plate of lentils into the fireplace ash and tells her she can go once it is taken care of. Cinderella's friends, her bird friends. Now, in, in the original story, Cinderella didn't have mice. She had birds that helped her out. You know, she had the, the bird community. She was homies with the birds. So there was no mice, which I mean, me personally, I think that that would have been a whole lot better than seeing a bunch of damn mice running around all the floor. It's, it's not that it's not it's not that I don't like mice is that I, they're they're gross. No, it's not, it has nothing to do with that. I just thought that choosing mice as characters were freaking ridiculous. Although now that I'm talking about it out loud, it makes sense because she was poverty and she lived in a fucked up ass home. And, you know, mice were probably rampant in that time and era. So, OK, whatever. <laughs> Uh, let me see. So Cinderella's friends, her bird friends, help clean it up. Cinderella tells her stepmother that they that it is done. Her stepmother laughs and dumps two plates into the ash. Cinderella cries to her mother tree and each night. OK, wait, hold on. Let me back up. So uh, the stepmother throws two plates of lentils inside the fire ash and tells her mother. I mean, tells Cinderella that she can go once those two plates are clean or those two lentil plate, two platefuls worth of lentils are clean. So, of course, her bird homies are like, tweet, yo, tweet, tweet, yo, I got you. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm going to take care of this shit for you. That way you can go to the ball and hopefully get the fuck out of this, this fucked up house. And Cinderella's like, damn, you know, me das esquina. You gave me a paro. Hey, I got you on the flip side, homie. Don't don't even worry about it. You know, I'm glad you cleaned up these lentils for me. 
and you know i'm about to go party i'll remember you when i'm sipping back the henny taking shots of patron and having the best time of my life while you birds are just here cleaning up my mess cool you know i appreciate that you know give me you know give me some love so once it's cleaned up the of course the step family had already gone so she cries to the magical tree conduit and magically of course because it's a magic tree the you know a gown for oh you know back up a little bit instead of the the ball being one night the prince for that area throws a three-day bash so there's a you know there's a party every night so i'm assuming you know thursday night friday night or saturday night or friday saturday sunday night and cinderella cries to uh, the the tree and each night that she goes and cries there's a new gown new lavish gown that falls from the tree and cinderella collects it and and goes you know to the ball and, and has her has a grand old time and of course uh the same thing follows to where the you know the on the last night of the ball cinderella takes off running and loses her shoe the prince grabs uh grabs the shoe and then she you know falling you know he's obviously mad in love with cinderella because number one he's never seen her before number two she's obviously dazzling and beautiful and so she he you know he wants to hook up you know try to get one of those you know hey you know let's just play you know let's play just a tip but she takes off running and it's all bad. You know, so now he's on this great quest to try to find who fits the shoe. Here we go. <laughs> so uh, once the prince has gone through several villages and several other places, he finally arrives to Cinderella's house. So the three, you know, can try on the shoe, which are the two, the two stepsisters and Cinderella, obviously. So he gives the, the shoe to the first stepsister and the stepsister goes into the back room to try it on. Obviously, she has a big ass size 13 and a half shoe or foot that, you know, is trying to fit into probably a small size six or four or five or something like that for women's shoes. I don't know women's size shoes. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't pay attention. However, the, the, the stepsister's mother sees that she is struggling and trying to get the, the shoe on. So what does the stepmother, you know, suggest? The stepmother says, Hey, why don't you just curl your toes up really tight and, you know, put some butter on that motherfucker and we'll, you know, we'll get you to slide your foot on, you know, if you slide your foot inside the shoe, right? No. Instead, the stepmother says, hey, I have a brilliant idea. Why don't you chop your toes off and your the shoe will fit perfectly? So what does the stepsister do? Or the stepdaughter or the daughter, right? The daughter says, that is fucking brilliant. And chops off her goddamn toes so her shoe, her foot can fit inside the shoe. Okay, let me rephrase that, or not let me rephrase that. Let me let me say that again. The 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 stepsister thinks that the idea that her mom has suggested is one of the best ideas for chopping her toes off to get her foot to fit inside the slipper. Okay, so she chops her toes off to get her foot to fit inside of the slipper. So she, you know, she, she obviously, <laughs> which I don't understand. So how, but the prince is convinced that, oh my gosh, it's a perfect fucking fit. Let's head out of here. So when they're riding back to the castle, Cinderella's bird homies, while, you know, fly up to the prince and he, they're like, Hey, tweet, yo, tweet, tweet, yo, yo, Hey, check out your bride's feet. And the prince is all, what do you mean? You know what? Why, why do I check out you know, the, my, my bride's feet? Obviously, she has slippers on. It's not a big deal. And then one of the birds are like, yo, tweet, yo, look at her fucking feet. 
now fool and so the prince looks down and the the the, the slipper obviously there's blood just pouring out of the fucking shoe because she chopped off her toes she chopped off all 10 toes and you know she all five toes on each foot fucking chops them off and the, she's bleeding to death pretty much and the prince is all oh shit that's all bad turns the horse carriage around and heads back to to their house to dump her off and say pretty much say look you fooled me it's not going to happen you know you you obviously don't fit the the shoe that i'm your foot doesn't fit the shoe that i'm looking for because you had to cheat i'm not about that i don't appreciate that so you know get fucked i'm not we're not doing this and then you know the stepsister's just pissed off and mad and like whatever so once uh once all that nonsense is uh you know was ironed out now it's for it's time for the second stepsister's turn so the prince is all here man i mean not man but here you know if you can do me the favor of trying this shoe on i would greatly appreciate it to see if you and i are going to get married stepsister number two is like fucking sweet bro i got you don't even trip or however they talk in france i don't know how they speak in france because i'm not french but i'm assuming that you know the conversation went accordingly <laughs> so the sisters all fool i got you i'll be right back and heads off to the back again and again the shoe doesn't fit and she's struggling and struggling and struggling to try to get her foot inside of this little slipper so the stepmother has another brilliant plan, or the mother her, the stepsister's mother has another brilliant plan and says yo obviously chopping off you know your toes isn't going to work because you know there's too much blood so why don't you just cut your heels off and the daughter says oh my gosh mom that is fucking brilliant i am gonna cut my heels off so the shoes can fit so the the stepsister chops off both heels on her feet to get her shoe to fit and of course the shoe fucking fits but the birds right before the prince rides off with his new bride the uh, uh cinderella's bird friends are like yo tweet tweet yo yo tweet toe toe brr, brr. hey hey tweet 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 yo and the prince is like oh my gosh what the fuck man can you leave me alone i'm trying to find my girl and the birds are all fool fool tweet tweet look down look at her fucking feet bro and the prince is like oh my motherfucker again and there's blood pouring out of the slippers because the the stepsister cut both her fucking heels off to make the make her shoes fit which they they should have left that part inside the disney movie they really should have so the the um the prince is you know is mad or sad i should say so or what what do the kids say now the he's he's big sad (laughs) so he's all bummed out that you know he thought he was going to find his bride to be rides off because he was just too sad and too disappointed to you know have cinderella try on the last you know have the last person which is cinderella try on the slippers so he takes off all you know gloomy and and sullen and walks you know walks away but you know his his uh his inner circle his homies are all dude you have one more girl to you know try those shoes on so you know you obviously need this done so just go get it over with you know you're oh for two fuck it you know the, the worst thing is you're gonna go oh for three then we just move on to another house you know you'll find her eventually if we don't trip you know you know here uh drink some of this right here the special you know special blend that just make you happy so the prince walks over and says fine and so they head back to cinderella's house which i don't understand why didn't he just stay there and get the uh you know just knock it out but whatever i didn't write the story i'm just you know telling you the dark origin so cinderella <laughs> so the prince returned and has cinderella try on the shoe however 
the, the for for some reason there's still blood inside of the goddamn shoe. So Cinderella slides her her feet inside of these bloody slippers to show the prince that her foot is the proper size for for that shoe. Now it, it wasn't a glass slipper, by the way. It was some some gold sparkly shoe or something like that. But it, it wasn't it wasn't a glass slipper. It, it was some gold, I don't know, moccasin or wadachi or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what kind of shoes they have in France, but it wasn't a gold slipper. They made that you know, a very particular statement that it was not a glass slipper. So she sticks her feet in her, her clean feet into these bloody ass shoes to show the prince that it is a perfect fit. And the prince is like, fucking yes, bro. We're going to party. I have my wife. You know, it's about to go down. And so. Cinderella's happy. She's like, yeah, fuck everybody here. I'm gone. I'm not, I'm no longer going to, uh, fucking pick lentils out of the fireplace. Matter of fact, I'm going to ban lentils in this kingdom. Fuck this shit. I'm out. Peace. And then walks out, you know, or what is my, uh, what was the popular saying back in the, in the nineties, uh, peace up or peace, eight no, town, peace up, eight town down or something like that. <laughs> but you know, so she leaves and, you know, of course, they they, they plan this extravagant wedding. The stepsisters, uh, you know, beg for Cinderella's forgiveness so they can attend the wedding. You know, they, they want to be they, they want to be around the high profile people to try to find somebody who's going to take, you know, a toeless and heelless uh, girl. So they're at the wedding and they <laughs> the wedding apparently, you know, it was extravagant. And the, the sisters were sitting in a wheelchair or some type of uh, deal where they they weren't able to stand up because obviously one didn't have any toes and the other one didn't have a heel so and you have teeter-totters one's rocking forward and one's rocking backwards they just can't stay stay still so while the wedding is going is going through the birds look at each other and they do a little whistle call and a little signal like hey and you know they they nod their heads and these fucking birds, Cinderella's bird friends, they straight greenlit the stepsisters. They fly towards the stepsisters and poke their fucking eyeballs out. They rip them out of their head in retaliation and pretty much a payback for the shit that they put Cinderella through. So I don't know if Cinderella put a green light, put, you know, put straight, straight, put a hit on her stepsisters or did the birds take it in their own, in their own hands and, uh, when when they said, hey, this is over, you know, we can't be having this anymore. You know, with this, I, I think the gangland narrator voice is just going to keep making an appearance. You know, it's just Italy, 1900. Two unsuspecting sip sisters sitting, enjoying Cinderella's wedding when a gang of banditos, birds, went and attacked these innocent women, gouging out their eyeballs. 25-year-old detective says... This is the worst thing I have ever seen in my entire life. These birds attacked with precision and extreme hatred. No one was ever caught. <laughs> yeah, and then they uh, they have those, you know, just like the same Pinocchio scenario where the the birds are in that dark room, that dark and that darkened room, and their their fucking bird eyes are blacked out or blurred out, their faces blurred out, and the narrator, you know, straight asks. Well, from the gang flocks, we have Mr. Tweets. He is the senior ranking member of this gang. Mr. Tweets, what caused you to viciously attack these two innocent women during the happiest time of their sister's life? 
you know, and the fucking bird is all, yo, tweet, tweet, yo, you know, you can't be disrespecting people and not expect a payback and, and life is rough. So flocks, what's up, fool? Forever, eh? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just enjoy doing that. I, I, I'm i a huge gangland fan, so I'm going to try to fit that in maybe maybe one more time. I think the joke might run old on the third time. But I, I think that that was probably one of the best things that I read through this entire story was that these birds poked out the stepsister's eyes fucking poked them out gouged them out ripped them out of their head and i'm assuming that they died because if you know birds have little sharp ass beaks and i'm pretty sure they got some brain in that motherfucker when they when they pulled her when they pulled the eyeballs out you know i don't understand why the the disney decided to take such a fluffy ending to such a great story i mean it's payback it's payback to the fullest not only did she get out of the hellish hole that that she was living in, but she also had the enjoyment of watching her sisters getting fucked up by her friends, by her bird friends. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, Disney already has, you know, they, they pushed the boundaries for back then on how dark a movie can go. But the origins are are even darker than than what that is. And I, I think they I, I'm, I'm calling for. A movie, a live action movie where the origin but or the Grimm's version of Cinderella is put in theaters. I think that'd be fucking amazing. Me personally, that would be awesome. So here's the end of the show where it's Grum, Grumbler's final rap, like my uh, compadre uh, George suggested. And since I haven't thought of anything else, we're going to go with Grumbler's final rap for, for, for the time being. But this story by far makes not by far but this story makes the cinderella movie a lot more enjoyable because now if you know if i ever watch that movie again i can actually picture the the or the grim brothers origin movie you know playing through as as all this stuff is happening which i think is fucking brilliant you know i, I honestly think they should have left the toe cutting and the heel cutting off in that in that movie i think it would have been a lot more interesting than you know a big foot trying to fit into a little glass slipper and then uh, the shoe flies off or whatever happened. I, I don't I don't remember exactly what happened into the original movie, but uh, I, I think that it should have been left the way it was by by the Grimm's brothers. You know, eh. do I think that this movie tops as one of the goriest, bloodiest, darkest? No, I don't think it does. But again, it's not as innocent as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a lot more innocent than what it was. You know, I didn't know that that uh, Cinderella put a green light or put a hit out on her stepsisters and the birds fucked their eyeballs out and, and, <laughs> and, you know, did some street justice to her in front of uh, street justice to her stepsisters in front of everyone. That was a huge shock to me. So was the heel cutting off and, and everything else. But, you know, and then there was like, there, there's so many different versions of Cinderella. One of them had to do with, uh, with an ogre and the, in, uh, Cinderella takes her step, her kills her stepsisters or her stepmother and takes it to the ogre and the ogre eats the stepmother and doesn't allow Cinderella to have to feast on the meat of her stepmother, but instead is giving her some sort of porridge or some sort of some sort of stew that that Cinderella obviously didn't want to eat. Cinderella wanted to eat the meat of her of her stepmother, stepsisters. Again, there were so many different stories that they all kind of trickled in and blurred into the same thing. But that was one distinct thing that I remember was that they, uh, uh, she took a, her dead, the dead body to an ogre and the ogre ate that motherfucker, but didn't allow Cinderella to have any, any of the sweet meat. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. So that, that, you know, that was pretty fun. That this episode was, you know, specially, specially requested by Carissa Cat, my 15 year old. So Carissa Cat, here you go. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully I did justice. Hopefully it was entertaining and you enjoyed uh, this special episode that you requested. But if anyone has any more requests for anything, any type of show, any type of subject, any type of topic, feel free to email me, graveyardgrumbler at mail.com or just hit me on my Instagram, Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. I'll be more than happy to shout you out and give you give you credit for for you suggesting the the show and the topic. So a couple one one quick announcement. I am working very hard, very, very, very hard on getting enough stories for uh, spooky tales to bring that back. I do apologize for everyone who I do apologize to everyone who who enjoy the spooky tales. I, I just kind of did too much in too little time and just ran out of energy, ran out of ideas. And then plus my work schedule at the time was completely draining me from being creative. But I am going to bring that back. I don't know when exactly, but it will be soon. I am working on some stories now, so keep an eye out for that. And I'm flirting with the idea of possibly, possibly making that like a special subscription uh, type of of, uh, of service to where, you know, you it's like a monthly. I don't know. I don't know. You know like a like a Patreon or whatever they call it, just so I can have extra motivation to actually write all this stuff you know with, with my regular podcast with work and you know that's just an extra thing but anyway that, that's neither here or there it's just an idea it's not for sure yet until then until i make the official announcement again keep an eye out for the stories i have some new stories coming out pretty soon and hopefully they'll be they'll be good and entertaining i try to give only the best but thank you everyone from all around the world who listens to the podcast i greatly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart Please subscribe, rate, and review. Share this with everyone you like and even people you don't like. Just share it with everyone that you can that you think of. I would greatly appreciate it. So until then, good morning, good day, good night, goodbye. This is the end. This is the end. This is the end. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Grumbler.